it's time to cowboy up cowboy ed is on the air welcome to another crazy ride how you doing today maya i'm doing really well enjoying this nice winter crisp weather how about you joe how's the horse riding not too bad we're making it not lame yet so that's positive well that's that's important nobody wants to ride a lame horse Hey, and speaking of not wanting to ride a lame horse, one of our big things is trying to communicate with all of you and, and hear your questions and talk to you. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Cowboy Ed Pod, just like it sounds, Cowboy Ed Pod for our podcast. So we're looking forward to getting all sorts of feedback, looking for topics, answering questions, and going wherever the, the Twitter trail takes us. So today... We're going to talk about metacognition. So let's think about metacognition. This is, this is one of those classic educational words that makes us sound really smart. And the majority of people have no idea what it means. But if we say it, we sound smart. So, of course, on Cowboy Ed, we're going to say we're going to talk about metacognition because we're smart. So, Joe... I know you You got some metacognition to share with us. What do you got? Well, James, you're, you're totally right. Metacognition is one of those words that we spoke about just very briefly when we talked about the high impact teaching strategies. And so we've got to be able to define it. And typically what most people say is it's thinking about thinking, right? It's that uh, opportunity that we have to think about our own processing uh, of the information that we're trying to learn. Uh, typically in the field, metacognition falls under the idea of self-regulation, right? Self-regulation like uh, goal setting, metacognition, and self-efficacy, how you feel about yourself in a particular subject area. It's typically defined as the learner's understanding and regulation of their own learning processes. And typically we look at planning, monitoring, and controlling or evaluating how you're doing as you're you know, problem solving, learning something new, whatever the case may be, it typically falls under those three pieces and that we want students to be able to plan, monitor, and control or evaluate their own learning. So basically everything you just said took me back to my, my youth and watching the Karate Kid. I mean, it's kind of like the the wax on, wax off. I feel like I feel like right now you're Mr. Miyagi, and you're you're leading us through this process about thinking about our thinking. It sounds so, and none of us are that old. I mean, we don't need any jokes out there, but it it feels like a '60s kind of thing. Like we should be sitting around thinking about our thinking. So, Maya, what does it look like at the at in your classes? And you're getting teachers ready. What do you? How do you get them to start thinking about their thinking and not about all the other things going on in college? Well, I don't know if I can get them to stop thinking about all the things going on in college because there's a lot. But when we're talking about learning in a classroom and I can get them to focus on that, um, it's really that deconstruction of their learning. So, you know, thinking about um, the teacher as that guide to take their learners through an activity regardless of what the content is, that metacognition is their ability to think about their own learning process. What are they doing? How are they 
engaging with you know, the content or the knowledge? How are they making sense of it? And I think that it's definitely something you have to practice and figure out. But the more you can understand the way you learn and the way that you're approaching or thinking about you know, the topic at hand, the better you can be at you know, remembering that. And when we're talking about you know, budding teachers, they're taking that to a future classroom, right? So if they can understand what they're doing as learners, they become a little more able to take that to other learners. So, so. what, I, what not, I mean, you guys got me going. This, this talking to having college perspective on all this makes me, it's like yoga for learning. I mean, like we're learning the process and I feel like I should be doing the downward dog or something while we're, while we're doing this interview. But you said something really kind of key there. And I don't know, maybe Joe's got an answer to it. When, when should we start working with students? Because, I mean, let's be honest, students aren't just good at metacognition. They're not just, I mean, that's not part of the game of school, if you will. That's not one of the hoops we usually have them jump, jump through as they go through the first 12 years. So when or how do we start teaching first or third or fifth? Where do we start this at, Joe? What a great question, James. Quite honestly, let me, let me backtrack just a second. Some students are already good at metacognition. These are your kids, and you can notice them in the early grades. They're already good at the comprehension, the understanding. This isn't just a knowledge-based uh, system in the world, right? Uh, some kids, we have to get there. We have to get them to understand knowledge pieces. We have to get them step-by-step uh, -step in their skills. But these are the types of kids that are already good at understanding things. So I'm moving up the level of blooms there a little bit, right? And so you, your second part of your, your question there is, you know, when do we start doing this? And it, it's early. And the research shows we can embed metacognitive learning strategies from kindergarten all the way up through adult. Um, and I can tell you, it may look a little bit different at the elementary level uh, than it does at the adult level or the college level, but it, it definitely can be embedded and it needs to be, as Maya was talking about, it needs to be modeled. Well, Joe, you bring up this, as with all things in education, this is so important. But that teacher in that kindergarten, first or second, or third grade classroom, they're listening to us right now. I know I hear them out there. I hear them in my head, maybe. Maybe that's scary. But they're saying one more thing. Yay, we've got one more thing to think about, plan for. We can't, we're, we're stretched so thin now. So my, what do you, do you have some strategies for us? How, because we know, we can't make the plate any bigger because nobody can carry it. And we know really one more thing isn't going to help education. So how can we mix this in with what they're doing already? James, you know, I'm a, a big fan of integration. And I really kind of feel like this fits in that same, same vein of finding something that meshes with what you're already doing. And so let me give an example. We ask students to write. We ask them to write in English and we ask them to write, you know, about social studies topics and science and whatever. And if students take a minute and talk about their writing in terms of why they wrote what they wrote or how they constructed their writing to say what it does, that's metacognition. 
And that takes, you know, two minutes. But in the process, they're thinking about why they did what they did, you know, in their particular learning activity. And I think that that, you know, those kind of just on the, uh, well, maybe on the fly is not the right word, but those quick little activities that you can add into what you're already doing that works so well in the classroom, just to have students think about, you know, think about their learning. So when you say that, that reminds me of, I mean, maybe, uh, and I know Joe, I don't, this makes me nervous with both of us in here to say this, but maybe this is why girls might be better at metacognition at an earlier age, because one of those things that is shunned upon sometimes is that diary, that kind of journal that little kids kind of want to keep. And girls get the nice ones with the pink and the lock and all that. And boys are like, I don't know, we're writing on sticky notes or something and losing them half the time. But that's a that's the beginning simple entry into thinking about what's happening, what you're doing, what's what's going on in your day that maybe just that simple piece can help teachers incorporate that metacognition step into the into our early days. What, what do you think? I mean, I'm not saying you have to tell us about your diary, Joe, but what do you think about that? Yeah, I you're you're on the right track there and and what Maya's talking about is a clear real simple example of the idea of you know let's plan how we're going to write something let's monitor our writing along the way and then let's evaluate ourselves are we accomplishing our goals in our writing i mean it's you know i'll keep saying it it's plan monitor evaluate or control ourselves and and the research i haven't seen much on differences in gender james but the research shows, especially with writing interventions, and you could look up Palisar and Brown, you know, they have pretty huge effect sizes. Um, and so if you are doing this as a standalone technique, uh, metacognitive awareness as a standalone technique, or through writing particularly, or, or as a integrative uh, type of tool in your classroom, you're only going to improve learning. Some of the research out there uh, shows, you know, kids, when they do metacognitive awareness in writing, particularly, they have gains uh, over seven months that a typical average student without metacognition uh, would take them a full year to make that uh, type of gain. So when we talk about how important this is, and I know, you know, yes, it's another item on the plate. And sometimes some of these items like metacognition, they, they might sound like peas or green beans, something the kids don't want or something you might not want on your plate. But quite honestly, it's highly effective. Maya? I was going to add that, you know, writing, right, is something that some kids just dread. And they're staring at the paper and they're trying to put down some words and it's just not happening. But technology can really step in and, you know, students love recording themselves, whether it's, you know, on the computer, on their phone, whatever. And that could be a great tool where they could just talk for a few minutes about what they were learning or how they approached um, some kind of objective in your classroom. And that would get at those skills to really be self-evaluating um, themselves as learners in your classroom. I'm going to throw a wrench at you guys because I'm sitting here thinking about all this. If 
fun stuff about learning. And I'm back to thinking about that K-12 environment where whether we like it or not, our world is ran by YTOP, district assessments, ACT, those pieces. And I'm thinking, how can we think about taking YTOP? What's, what's, some, what's our strategy there? How can we, if that's what we're being judged on, how do we get kids to be metacognitive about some of those really high stakes tests? I mean, what's our, what's our way to pull that in? James, I'm so glad you asked that question because there is a thing in this world, it's a metacognitive piece, uh, but it's also a learning strategy and it's called the testing effect. If you were to Google Scholar testing effect, you'd have thousands of hits. And basically what the idea is, um, is on performance-based criterion tests, testing is improved, achievement is improved when we use practice tests. And I'm not just talking about giving a practice test the day before the final test. I'm talking about using practice tests as a retrieval, uh, as a learning, as a memory strategy throughout the unit of learning and to, to get kids, to get kids to really think about how they're approaching these tests, to monitor their, their performance on the test and then evaluate how well uh, they did on the test. This is a huge metacognitive piece that can really, really boost achievement. And this, this effect, by the way, the testing effect has been replicated uh, K through 12 adult. Um, it's been replicated in multiple content areas. Uh, the idea though, is you really gotta get kids to use the test as a learning or a memory strategy for retrieval. And they, they need to be able to, to see what they get wrong and what they get right. Because that's, that's what testing is. That's what the world is. It's about what do you know and what do you know you don't know? And, and, and that's so very important for kids to understand, not just for, uh, you know, the test, the Y top and so forth, but for life. Well, Joe, you scare me a little bit because I thought college kids knew everything. I, I just really thought they knew everything. I didn't think they worried about what they didn't know. But as, as I'm, I'm kind of thinking through this again, this is such a powerful conversation because I think about the practice test and the idea of the practice in sports. And if we make the practice in sports harder, the drills, the reps, the what we're doing, then when it comes into the, the game time, those team sports, those, those reacting, they're just, they're just in the zone because they've practiced the test so many times. Now they they know where the ball should go. They know what move, they know how to play defense. They know all those pieces. So I, I make a strong coaching connection that coaches have been doing this for a long time. We just have to incorporate that in the classroom and tie it together with making those, bringing those practice tests. So if there's a couple things that are really usable for our teachers out there, you know, they like listening to us. We're entertaining. We're like a great TV show right now but they want something for their classroom. They got to come up with using practice test. They got to use those things. And this directly connects back into, into an earlier episode when we started talking about learning targets. So starting to incorporate those learning targets on a daily basis and saying, hey, tell me what you're thinking about. This is what you think about when we're our learning target, where are we going to go? The next piece of that is, is it opens up that for me, I know at our at the at the K twelve level, the the question 
all teachers dread when their students go home, mom and dad say, what'd you do in school today? Because that is metacognition. Our parents are helping us, but our kids have the perfect answer to that. Nothing. We did nothing. So really that metacognition step, we're, we're trying to help them answer that question for mom and dad just a little bit better. Maya, what do you think? Oh, I'm trying not to chuckle. That's a great connection for that parent communication piece. Um, but when you're talking about practice tests and sports and, you know, we're a sport family, so we totally live that. But I have a house full of teenagers and I came out of secondary ed, you know, and you're secondary ed. And I'm, I'm thinking about one test that students could connect to with this idea of, you know, how the practice tests help you perform is driving, right? Students will eat up all those practice tests um, because they want to be a good driver. They want to pass that test so they can, you know, have that freedom of having their own car. And so it just, that's where my mind went in terms of buy-in um, with students about, you know, doing this because testing is kind of a drag, you know, they, they don't like, they don't like doing it. Teachers don't like giving them and, you know, this is a way to, to kind of frame it where, you know, working through this and knowing where you need to put some effort in and where you're really good, you know, making those parallels to other places in their lives could really help them, you know, see the value in it and maybe give it a try in science class, right? Rather than just um, kind of be a little cranky because it's another test they take. You know, Maya, wow, this, this, this ride is just whew, blown through there and, and you brought us to the end of the race. And before, before we end, just a couple things that just to throw out there for everybody, please, we want you to share your strategies and ideas that maybe you're using and you're like, I never put that term metacognition to it, but this is how I'm getting kids to think about their thinking and make sure you're sharing, uh, sharing those with us out there. And we'd love to maybe steal some of those, share them, or have you come on and talk, talk to all the other educators out there. And, and just as that, that one non-horse reminder, Cowboy Ed Pod, that's where we're at. Cowboy Ed Pod on Twitter. You can share your comments and questions, and, and we'd love to hear from you. But that brings us to the end of our ride, and we'll talk to you soon. Move them on. Head them up. Head them up. Move them on. Move them on. Head them up. Cowboy on the run.